0: Alhamdulillah, we praise God and we bear witness that there is no other God but the one God. Last Friday, Abdullah presented to you evidence that uh, the Friday prayer is uh, mathematically coded, that it is required by God to drop all business and come to the Friday prayer. He also presented evidence that uh, the two sermons of the Friday prayer are part of the prayer. They're counted as, uh, in addition to the two units, they, they complete the four units. So I'm going to ask you to uh, face this way. If you're not facing this way, to face this way. So can you, stay this way. Because uh, as if you are in the prayer, you can stay on the chair, I said, just stay on the chair. As long as you're facing this direction, it's okay. I have fantastic news for you, but I will keep it for the second football to ensure that uh, everyone who is supposed to be here will be here. Meanwhile, I I want to uh, thank many of you, most of you, all of you, for wishing me a happy birthday, last Friday, and I want to use this to uh, reflect on... God's omnipotence and the predetermination of the world so that we have the freedom of choice at the same time. The submitter, by definition, submits to God and uh, believes whatever God says. The opposite, the non-submitter, will follow what the parents taught him or her. And this is repeated in the Quran in, in verse two, Surah 2, verse 170, Surah 31, verse 21, and Surah 43, verses 22 and 23. When they are told, the disbelievers, the non-submitters, when they are told, follow what God says, they say, no. we follow what our parents taught us. So this is the difference between a submitter and non-submitter. Because when you are born, you are a new generation. And in your lifetime, God will reveal new information and new knowledge. Knowledge is increasing in this world, and you are required to look at all this new knowledge and sift through it and accept or reject whatever is uh, whatever God wants us to accept or reject. But uh, God tells us um, in the Old Testament and the New Testament and the final testament, the Qur'an, that he will send a messenger of the Covenant. So I want to read some of these with you. In the last book of the Old Testament, here is the New Testament. In the last book of the Old Testament, Malachi, uh, Chapter 3, under the subtitle, The Messenger of the Covenant. Lo, I am sending my messenger to prepare the way before me. And suddenly there will come to the temple the Lord whom you seek and the messenger of the covenant whom you desire. In the New Testament, in Luke 17, 22, I'm going to read it for you. Jesus prophesying the coming of the message of the covenant. Jesus said to the disciples, A time will come when you will long to see one day of the Son of Man, but you will not see it. They will tell you he is to be found in this place or that. Do not go running about excitedly. The Son of Man in his day will be like the lightning that flashes from one end of the day to the other. First, however, he must suffer much and be rejected by the present age. As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be in the days of the Son of Man. They ate and drank, they took husbands and wives, right up to the day Noah entered the ark, and when the flood came, it destroyed them all. It was much the same. In the days of Lot, they ate and drank, they they bought and sold, they built and planted, but on the day Lot left Sodom, fire and brimstone rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. It will be like that on the day of the Son of Man. It will be like that on the day the Son of Man is revealed. On that day, if a man is on the rooftop and his belongings are in the house, he should not go down to get them. Neither should the man in the field return home. Remember Lot's wife. Whoever tries to preserve his life will lose it. Whoever loses it keeps it. And this is relevant to the second uh, sermon, second Qutbah. I tell you on that night there will be two men in one bed. One will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding grain together one will be taken and the other left. Also in Matthew 24, 27, 24, 27. As the lightning from the east flashes to the west, so with the coming of the son of man be. So it's gonna be uh, every person on earth is going to hear about God's plan and the message of the covenant. In the final testament, you're all familiar with the verse uh, verse 81 and Surah 3, where God says that after all the prophets have delivered their messages, God will send the message of the covenant to consolidate the messages, purify them, and deliver the one message, the one unified message and preach the one unified religion that's acceptable by God. This is in the Quran 381. From these looking at the Old Testament, the New Testament, and the Final Testament and seeing that God is telling us that he will send the message of the covenant and for us to be fortunate to be born at this time, I mean when will he come, the message of the Covenant. It's going to be some day, like a Tuesday of a week, a certain day of a month, we just happen to exist at the time when God is is executing this plan. And as submitters, we are required to believe God. And I want to say that the difference between believing God in this respect and disbelieving is the difference between the highest heaven and the lowest pit of hell. Therefore, it is my responsibility to to help you and help myself strengthen our faith, strengthen our belief in this regard, so long as we have the absolute proof, the physical evidence. And this is what I wanted to share with you. <clears throat> I talked to my mother this morning and I told her, I asked her, what time was I born? And she said, don't ask questions like that. <laughs> I said, okay, mom. let me do I during the day or during the night. <laughs> She said they came in the middle of the night. (laughs) Anyway, she's still giving me instructions, you know. doesn't matter how old you are, you're still a baby. (laughs) November 19th, that was the birthday and I was thanking you for uh, celebrating it with me. And uh, this is a calendar that gives the number of every day of the year. And it just happens that November 19 is the only day of the year whose number is a multiple of 19 also. Now, January 19 is the 19th day of the year, so you don't count that. It's just like saying one is divisible by one. <laughs> you know, one is one and not divisible. So, February 19 is the 50th day. It's not divisible by 19. March 19 is the 78th day. It's not a matter of 19. The 19th of April is the 109th day. It's number 109. It's not a matter of 19. The 19th of May is 139. Number 139. not a matter of 19. The 19th of June is number 170, missed by one. The 19th of July is number 200. The 19th of August is number 231. The 19th of September is number 262, it's not a month of 19. The 19th of October is 292. Is not a matter of 19. November 19th is number 323. It's a matter of 19. 19th of December is number 353. It's not a matter of 19. So November 19 is the only day of the year whose number is a matter of 19. What does this tell us? And my mother was dead for four years before I was born, by the way. <coughs> so uh, this means God designed, you know, this tells us about God's power, that he knew in advance that this baby is going to grow up and uh, that God has assigned to him finding the Code 19 of the Qur'an, which is very simple, existed in the Qur'an for 1,400 years. And uh, I want to quote uh, Batul Garmali's uh, very simple rebuttal of people who say, who don't believe. She said, well, just explain why did he find the number 19, the Code 19. So God knew in advance who he was assigning this to, and he picked out the only day in the year that is dated 19, and this number is of 19. There's something else I wanted to say. What is it? Yes, now this means 266 days before this date. There has to be a conception. When God planned the pregnancy and the birth and this is before we come to this world. And this, is, this is a time also to share with you a discovery by Azhar Khan. These are the Arabic alphabet. And the grammatical value of the Arabic alphabet. What's up? As you know, we tell the people that 19 means 1 the geometrical value of the word, of the number 19, or the word 1 is 19. And 19 is God's signature. We now find 19 is God's signature in all his creation. The sun, the moon, you. You have 209 bones in your body, 19 times 11. Dr. Sabahi gave us a lecture on the elements in the universe. And the maximum number of electrons is 114. 19. So Asar Khan put the geometrical values, or oh, when we tell the people, the, the, uh, the skeptics, that uh, 19 is the numerical value of the word one, that God is proclaiming there is only one God, You shall worship God alone. The first commandment in the Old Testament, the New Testament, and the Final Testament, they tell you how do we know that 19 is the value of one? Okay, Azarkan Khan put the values of, uh, of these, the mathematical values of all the letters, up to 1000, which is the, letter, the last letter, really. and he found that this number is a matter of 19. So this validates the value of every alphabet letter in the Arabic language. And this tells us that God designed the Arabic language and designed the Quran with the code 19 in it. Before the earth was created. Therefore, it is not uh, too much to also the the, uh, the student who is to research this code 19 is born on the 19th day of a month, the only day in the year that is also divisible by 19. The purpose of sharing this with you, against my own personal tendency, is because I want to strengthen your faith and my faith. This is one of the things that God associates with the number 19 in Surah 74. For <laughs> That the believers may increase in faith. Uh, there's another thing, we're using this same uh, alphabet. Uh, yesterday, my sister compiled my name. She numbered them consecutively, regardless of the grammatical values. And she calculated my name and it came out to 114, the total of the, of the letters. So all this tells us that God predetermined and predesigned all these things. And all you can say is, SubhanAllah, glory be to God, that He is omnipotent. And I better uh, stop at this point to leave some room for the great news coming up. Tuhu Allah, <laughs> repent. Alhamdulillah, we praise God and we bear witness that there is no other God except the one God. The great news that I have for you is sorted out with a few questions by Lisa and the discussion that followed. And then as I will share with you the verses of the Quran, we have been reading them hundreds of times, but you will see how how logical and beautiful they fall together. The great news is that the righteous go straight to heaven. This is the great news Then I'm going to give you the evidence. In other words, they do not... The unrighteous go to death, they die. The unrighteous do not really die. (coughs) They they certainly move from one stage to the next stage. In a gentle way. There is a surah that says that that, uh, The angels of death snatch the souls of the disbelievers. And they beat him up at the time of death in verses, in Surah 8 verse 51, in Surah 47 verse 27, God is telling us that the angels are guarding us now and serving us. When the time comes and the person who dies is a disbeliever, they beat the person, specifically on the face and the rear end. You can imagine. (laughs) Also, they they snatch the sword because obviously this this believer is going to hell. But before that, there is a period of death and a continuous nightmare. This is what the Quran teaches us. In Surah 40, God says they see hell every day, but they do not enter it until the day of of resurrection, the day of judgment. Because hell is not here yet. Now look at God's wisdom and mercy. God's wisdom and mercy is that he created heaven first, before we were brought here. And he put Adam and Eve there. The earth was here. Yes, it is actually. And Adam and Eve were up here in heaven, connected with their bodies down here. This is some kind of an invisible connection. But the souls of Adam and Eve, this is all allegorical, were up there in heaven, enjoying heaven. Therefore, heaven exists. When they broke God's law, they were brought down here, They, they, they were sucked back into their bodies. But heaven exists, and this is where we go. The moment of death, it's exactly like when we sleep. When you and I sleep, the righteous, their soul, voluntarily, roams around, and this is exactly how the righteous die. They just leave their bodies here on earth, and through the bodies, disintegrate and go away. But that doesn't matter because we're going to be coupled again with new bodies under their resurrection. But the righteous go straight to heaven. Now here is the startling evidence. In the same Surah where God tells us that the angels of death snatch. Death is a painful process for the unrighteous. And the angels snatch their souls out of their bodies. They are resisting and they are being beaten up. Because this is the day they receive the bad news. At the time of death every person knows whether he or she is going to heaven or hell through these very clear verses. In the same surah, God says that the angels invite the righteous. It's an invitation and it's met by joy. It's like the angels come to you and say, now you can go to heaven. I say, really? Is it time? <laughs> <laughs> so, and, uh, so we're told that uh, eagerly the righteous move on to the next stage and it is beautiful as the descriptions in Surah 2 verse 25 now notice these things that we read hundreds of times but this is the time that God wants to inform us and tell us this good news God says give good news to those who believe and lead the righteous life that they have deserved gardens with flowing streams when provided with a provision of fruits therein They say, this is what was provided for us previously. The key word here is provision. Okay, now God says, this is a commandment. In Surah 3, verse 169. Well, let me go in the same Surah 2 first. Surah 2, verse 154, God says, Do not say about those who are killed in the cause of God that they are dead. Do not say that they are dead. Because, for they are alive at the Lord. Uh, In This verse says, they are are alive, but you do not perceive. This is one. In Sola 3, verse 169, God says, Do not think that those who are killed in the cause of God are dead. For they are alive at the Lord being provided. The same word is used as in 2.25. Provision. And then we are told in a number of verses, that it is not just you don't have to fight in the cause of God and get a gun or something and get killed. That uh, when the righteous died also, the death as a righteous or, or, uh, or being killed in the cause of God, either way, is the same. And we see this in Surah 22 verse 58, for example. 22, 58. Okay, that's a good one, it's, that's 469, 469, now looking at 258, it says those who emigrated for the sake of God, then got killed or died, either way, God will surely shower them with good provisions, the same words are being used. In the same repetition of the same words in the same verse. So God says, do not say about those who who die or get killed in the cause of God as dead. We cannot say that. They do not die. The righteous do not die. They simply move on from this world to another state on a very joyous and very happy day. Here is another clue that is really strong, and this is in uh, 4456. Now, we read about uh, the two deaths and two lives, right? But these are the disbelievers. In Surah 40, verse 12, the disbeliever says, Our Lord, you uh, you put us to death twice, and you gave us two lives. Is there any way out of hell? The disbelievers say that. In the beginning, Surah 2, God says, How can you disbelieve in God when he... When, he, uh, when you were dead and he gave you life, then he puts you to death, then he gives you life. But this is talking to the disbelievers. Now watch what the believers say. Surah uh, 56, 44 56. They never taste death therein beyond the first death. He has spared them the retribution of hell. Now this is uh, this is a very powerful clue. In Arabic, لَذِكُونَ فِيهَا الْمَوْتَ إِلَّا الْمَوْتَةَ الْأُولَىٰ Except the first death. <laughs> so the second death for the righteous is not death at all. It's just like, like going to sleep and it is. Uh, and the angels come and invite you to go on to a fantastic place. And it is, it is uh, met with joy and the happiness. Is this great news or is this great news? Oh, okay. Let's see what else did I forget here. Oh, this is very important. I'm glad I forgot it because now I'm going to impress it on you. (laughs) Because you will never forget it. This makes it special. And it is very important. In Surah 36, verse 20. And uh, you can read it again. 36, starting from 20 to 27. This this gives the whole story away. I mean, really proves it. 36, (coughs) 20. Surah Yasin Okay. It says, A man coming, came, came running, a man came running from the other side of the city, saying, Oh my people, follow the messengers. Follow those who do not ask you for any wage and are guided. Why should I not worship the one who initiated me and to him is your ultimate return? Shall I set up besides him powerless gods? If the Most Gracious will do any harm for me, their intercession will not help me one bit, nor can they rescue me. Then I would be totally astray. I have believed in your Lord. Please listen to me. Now, this is a man who is asking his people to worship God alone. Number twenty-six. At the time of his death, this is in parentheses. My my own words. Now. This should be in the next uh, final translation, inshallah. I will not not use this word death. He was told, listen to this, enter paradise or enter heaven. He said, oh, I wish my people knew that my Lord has forgiven me and made me honorable. Now, why would you say, I wish my people knew? Because obviously his people are there on earth. He is up here in heaven. He, his people are down here but they do not know. remember the verse but you do not perceive. So he's up here in heaven and he's saying, I wish my people know. but it is God's, it is the test and it is God's wisdom that Khomeini cannot come back and tell us where he is now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the people the people cannot, once they cross that line they cannot come back here and tell us. but God is telling us. and this man obviously went to heaven, And he's saying, I wish my people knew that my Lord has forgiven me and made me honorable. So, is that in the Old Testament or the New Testament? This is the final testament. (laughs) Hakim (laughs) as